Hello, this is the Bible in Fewer Words. We are Carol and Steve Wells. This is episode 72, Deuteronomy chapters 13 through 19. Hi, Steve. Hi, Carol. Um, Another seven chapters in this one. Yes, that usually means boring. Not this time. Nope, I know. Um, I've been thinking about something we should tell our listeners. Okay. Deuteronomy is a book that has a lot of repeated stuff. And so we are not repeating them because that's how we're getting through the Bible in fewer (laughs) words. So I just want to remind you that sometimes there's big gaps. Well, that's because it's something that's being repeated and we've promised not to repeat. Yeah, and I have it on the website, on the notes. Uh, we may not even mention them as we go past them. Yeah, because even mentioning them is taking up more time. Yeah. Okay, great. Are you ready? I am. Chapter 13, verse 1. If there is a prophet or dreamer among you who gives a sign or a wonder, and that sign or wonder comes to pass, and he asks you to follow other gods which you haven't known, don't listen to him. God has sent him to test you, to see whether you love him. Isn't that nice of God just said little tests like that? <laughs> yeah. Sending somebody that looks like a prophet uh-huh. and says things that actually come true, like making predictions that come to pass. Yeah. Then if that happens, then you know that it's a false prophet that God is sending to try to trick you. Yes. <laughs> and then in verse 5, though, we find out what happens to that prophet. All right. So after he's come to your door and shown you this trick, and it works, mm-hmm. and he tries to convince you to follow other gods, mm-hmm. <laughs> you must kill that prophet or dreamer. That's right. So not only just, you know, close your door and say, no, thanks, I, I have my own god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you have to chase him down the street and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so verse 8, if your brother, son, daughter, I'm wife... i interrupt you here. Yes? The only reason I want to interrupt you is that that's verse 6, not verse 8. Oh, I guess I'm standing <laughs> too far away from But not, not so much that. This next passage is one of the ones that I use the most in the entire Bible. If I have a Jehovah's Witness come to the door, or a Mormon missionary, or if I'm talking to an evangelical Mm -hmm. who's trying to convert me, I will listen to the Bible verses that they ask me to listen to Mm -hmm. on the condition that they will read this passage to me. The one that we're reading right now. The one that we're reading now. Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses 6 through 10. And so should we just read it and let our listeners... Think about why you might show this to them? Yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, Verse 6. If your brother, son, daughter, wife, or friend asks you to serve another god, one which you haven't known, don't agree with him or pity or spare or conceal him. Rather, you must kill him. Your hand must be the first to strike him, and then the rest of the people will strike him, I guess. Yeah. You must stone him with stones until he is dead. Okay, so at that point, do the people who are at the door listening to you just say, 
all right, I need to go now. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go convert your neighbor. <laughs> yeah, mo most of them are not really uh, familiar with it. Okay. They may have come across it in the past, but they skipped over it real quick. Um, and no one talks about it in any of those congregations. No one talks about this among believers anywhere because it's so horrendous, right? It's yes. saying that if you have a son or a daughter or wife, friend, who believes differently than you, on mm -hmm. religious matters, mm -hmm. you're to stone them to death, and you're to throw the first stone. Uh-huh. So I guess um, nobody's so, going to answer the door or talk to anybody, because <laughs> if you know that that's in store for you... Well, what we should be doing when that happens yes. is we should both be stoning each other to death. Right? Right? <laughs> yes, the I, guy who comes I, to the I door. I would like to talk them out of believing in the God that they believe in. Uh -huh. They would like to talk me into believing in their God. Yes. Both of them are messing with other people's beliefs. Yep. What should happen is they should be stoned to death. We should both be stoned to death. So it's, of course. What Ridiculous. It is. And, and what people say is that, well, that's the Old Testament. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's the Old Testament, but this is God speaking through Moses. Something that God really apparently feels quite strongly about. And yes. I don't see why you'd think he's changed his mind. And I'm sure that God said something like, this is to last forever. Or what is the word he oh, uses? Oh, yeah, he says it all the time. That for a thousand generations, this is a statute forever. <laughs> a statute forever. Yeah, right. And this certainly would be in, in God's mind. Mm -hmm. So, but if it is the Old Testament, wouldn't it be a good idea to do God a favor? And remove it from the Old Testament? Yes. If it's so offensive, nobody's willing to, to follow it. They're all embarrassed by it. Uh -huh. Why not just remove it from the Bible? Of course, if you did that, you'd have to, as our listeners probably know from listening so far, you'd have a lot of removing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what would be left? Maybe a pamphlet that was good? That, uh, okay. okay. So uh, we didn't do verse 11. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you must stone him to death until he's dead, this person is trying to convert you, uh, so that everyone will hear and fear, and there will be no more wickedness among you. Yeah, there won't, because everyone will be dead. Ah, uh -huh. <laughs> or scared to death. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much, I think everyone would be dead, because you're going to run into people who believe differently than you. Yeah. When you do, they should stone you to death. Mm -hmm. If you, if you speak out, first. or if you, yes. if you encourage them to change their beliefs. And most of us have done that. We've got into religious discussions when we're trying to change people's beliefs. Mm -hmm. That's a stonable offense. So we'd all be stoned to death yeah. if we followed this. So, you know, I always think, well, it's good to have people who don't think alike talk to each other, but I don't necessarily... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, um, it doesn't get any better in the next passage. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to take verse 12? Okay. If you hear of a city where people say, let's serve other gods, gods that you haven't known, investigate to see if it's true. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting about that is investigate. That's nice. You can investigate. You uh, know, see if it's true. Let's go see. If, yeah, do um, a little investigation. If they serve other gods. Yeah. And you see a little statue that you don't recognize? That's it. That's the sign. I think so. So it says, if you find, after your investigation, that it's true, kill everyone in the city, even the cattle. Even the cattle? And burn it down. That just doesn't seem fair to the cows. By so doing, God's fierce anger 
will turn away from you, and he'll be merciful to you. So of course, if, you're going to be a basket case because you just you know murdered a bunch of people. So can you imagine? I mean, Salt Lake City would definitely be in trouble here, right? Yes. <laughs> but there isn't any city, no matter what city you pick, wherever it is located, how large or small, that there's not going to be some unbelievers or disbelievers, people who believe differently than you. Mm-hmm. So if you do an investigation, you will find some people. And it doesn't say how many. Now, God destroyed all of... Uh, Sodom, right? Yeah. Because he couldn't find 10 good guys, yep. 10 good people. So I suppose maybe we could use that as a rule. If you can't find 10 people in a city, then... That don't serve another god. Yeah, that's right. Actually, this is just saying if you find people in that city that worship another god. It doesn't say a majority. No, it doesn't say how all many. of them. Or... Right. Anyway, so we're going to be killing all of our families and friends, and now we're going to be destroying entire cities if we were to believe this. Uh-huh. Okay. This is a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, it. That it, is disturbing. Yes, it is. <laughs> and now I'm so disturbed, I can't remember where we are. Chapter oh, 14. Chapter 14. So that was chapter 13. That We've done one chapter. Yes, that's right. We've got to get move <laughs> yes, along here. Yes, we do. Okay, chapter 14. Don't cut yourself or shave between your eyes for dead people. So when I first read this line, I thought, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> so it's like in honor or in memory of right. the dead people. Yeah, it's a way of mourning. Right? Yes. And, and it kind of makes sense. It's, it's fairly common in other cultures where you will cut yourself or, or kind of hurt yourself mm-hmm. as, a, as a means of, you're in pain. Yeah. And, um, and you want to remember that pain because right. you love that person. Right. So today it might be something like people who ha- get a tattoo um, so that they remember, yeah, you know, mom. Right. Or... And so that might actually be involved in this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what shaving between your eyes would be. I have a few friends who have unibrows, <laughs> okay, but good. then nobody else could do it? I think it's probably more, it's not really between your eyes, it's it's on your forehead, but it's at the top of your head. I don't know, I'm not make sure. Make a little, like, a little tonsure or make a little bald spot there so that you remember your dead loved ones? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, yeah, could be. And then it'll, it'll grow back. Anyway, don't do that. that. No, I won't do that. Okay. <laughs> you are a holy people to God. He likes you better than everyone else on earth. Aren't those people lucky? Yeah. And that's all we're going to say about chapter 14. Okay, chapter 15. Verse 7. Lend to poor Israelites. Well, that's nice. It is. Very nice. And, you know, there's the other rules about usury. Like, you can't lend money at really high interest rates. Uh-huh. So you're lending money at an interest, a reasonable interest rate, and you're helping well, out your fellow Well, it doesn't say man. how much interest. You know, it could be like the, you know, we have a lot of uh, loan. Loan to uh, title or title to, yeah, yeah, yeah the, loan to payday. They charge poor people uh, high interest, right? Uh-huh. Okay. There will always be poor people. Be generous to them. Well, if you, that, that kind of takes care of it. It wouldn't be generous if you were charging high interest rates. That's correct. Okay, and that's all for chapter 15. We are really moving along. And and the beginning of 16. So this is chapter 16, verse 18. Judges and officers should strive to be impartial and should never take a bribe. Another good thing. Yes, we are hitting some good things. Yeah. All right, verse 21. Don't plant a grove of trees near an altar or set up any image that God hates. Well, that's a little weird. Yeah, it is. But it saves groves on hilltop things that God doesn't like. Yeah. Chapter 17. Oh, boy. Stone to death those who have religious beliefs different than your own. 
He's really caught on this, isn't he? Yeah. You must have two witnesses to stone someone to death. When someone is stoned to death, the witnesses must throw the first stone. Then everyone else joins in. And that's for saying, hey, I know you believe in Yahweh, but I believe in it's, it's, Baal, it's for heresy. Peor. It's for heresy, right? Uh -huh. for, for expressing a belief that is not approved, that's different than, you know, different than your own. Mm -hmm. I guess they didn't have freedom of speech back then. And yeah. the, the idea that you have to have two, two witnesses, well, that, that would be pretty easy. You know, two people that heard him say something heretical. Mm -hmm. Those witnesses have to throw the first stones. Yes. Weird, huh? Well, I wouldn't want to be on that jury. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you know, every time I hear throw a stone, I visualize um, Monty Python where everybody has like a little rock in their hand or something and they, they have to throw like hundreds of them yeah, to get the Yeah, until they have that die. one guy that has a huge <laughs> rock that boulder. smashes on a big, <laughs> yes. big boulder. Um, okay, but no, I see that it could be, you know, like a basketball stone. That may not take too many basketball stones to yeah, kill well, someone. Yeah, well, in that Monty Python skit, which, uh, you know, everyone should see, uh, <laughs> they're selling stones and they're just the right size for throwing. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so my question is, so everybody else has to join in. Does that mean that, um, what if the person dies in the first stone? Oh, I, I don't think anybody's concerned about that. You need to throw, throw stones. Stone, no everybody matter what. has to join in. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so verse 8. When you can't figure out what to do, ask a priest or a judge. Do whatever they tell you to do. Whoever refuses to do what a priest or a judge tells them to do must be killed. Yeah. You need to do what the priest and the judge tell you to do. Because people can't make decisions on their own. That's right. Okay. <laughs> they can't be trusted yeah. with making their own decisions. Okay, verse 14. God will choose the king to rule over you. Don't allow a foreigner to be king. The king must not have too many horses, <laughs> wives, or silver and gold. Why do you think that is? Well, it's strange, isn't it? Because kings always have too much of that stuff. Yeah. You know, they're always wealthy. But it's saying they shouldn't be. But of course, one of the most celebrated kings, two of the most celebrated kings were David and Solomon that we'll see later. Mm -hmm. Both super Very wealthy, wealthy, especially Solomon, with uh, 700 wives. That might be too many wives, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chapter 18. No one among you shall make his sons and daughters pass through the fire. And that would be sacrificing, you know, that we've always, we've been hearing now and then. And disgusted. Uh-huh. That some of the sur surrounding gods apparently had child sacrifice where their children were burned for God. Mm. Don't do that, okay. you see. I think he's kind of right, right about that. Yep. Wizards, witches, astrologers, and necromancers shall not be tolerated among you because they are abominations to God. Okay, what is a necromancer? Oh, I think it's somebody that has contact with the dead. Oh, okay. So sometimes people who do seances and try yeah, to... Yeah, okay. I think that kind of thing. Um, God doesn't like those people. No, no. abominations. Mm -hmm. Okay. Verse 15. God will raise up a prophet like me, Moses, from among you. Obey him. Yeah, this is a verse that is referred to by many different groups. Christians think it referred to Christ. Mm -hmm. Muslims think it referred to Obama. Uh, to, 
<laughs> Sorry, Mohammed. <laughs> and uh, and who would the Mormons think it refers to? Oh, Joe. Joseph Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So they all have their idea of who this prophet that was prophesied uh-huh. by Moses will be. Okay, verse 20. Any prophet who presumes to speak words that I haven't commanded him to speak must be killed. <laughs> how are you going to know that? Well, it tells you right here. Okay. If you say, how will we know if it's what God has spoken? Here is the answer. If the thing that he says comes true, it's from God. If it's not, it's not. Don't be afraid of him. Well, wait a minute. Didn't we see that when we started this episode? Yeah, we did. So if he says something, prophecy, Mm -hmm. and it comes true, then Mm -hmm. you know it's a false prophet that God sent to trick you. Oh, my gosh. But here it says if it's a true prophet, then they'll predict. Correctly. uh, Correctly. And it's from God. That's how you know it's from God. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like it's a risky business to be a prophet. Yes, it is. (laughs) And, yeah, those are hard tests to pass. Yeah. It's very puzzling because I, I don't know how you apply those two rules all at once, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. And now we have chapter 19, verse 14. Don't remove your neighbor's landmark. I guess those are the things that mark the, your property in the I four corners. I think so. I guess it's the boundary, yeah, the, the uh, corners of your property. I, well, that would kind of be like stealing their land. Yeah, you know? it seems like kind of a good rule, I guess. Mm-hmm. Two or more witnesses are required to establish the guilt of any crime. This is also something that's used quite a bit by some religious groups, the Jehovah's Witnesses in particular. They have to have two witnesses. You know, they disfellowship people, but they can't do it unless there's two witnesses. Hmm. Do unto false witnesses as the criminals intended to do to their victims. Horrible rule, isn't it? Yes. So a false witness, somebody that says, you murdered someone. Commits perjury, right? Uh Uh-huh. Then whatever that person is accused of, you have to do the same crime to them. Yeah. So if it's murder, you have to be killed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that was our last verse for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a false witness. No. Or it could be really rough on you. Yeah. A lot Um, of warnings in this chapter. A lot of warnings. You've got to watch out for. Okay. Well, um... This was kind of a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was. A lot of chapters and a lot of interesting things. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thank you for teaching that to me. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And listeners, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.